Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Early and you're listening to the Sports Preview Show here on the podcast. It's episode 210 and once again we're brought to you in partnership with the local enterprise office Leitrim. You can find out all about their services to businesses in the county, especially in this time of regeneration after the coronavirus shutdown at localenterprise.ie forward slash Leitrim. Specifically, we'd like to mention their 90% grant for online trading vouchers. And if you're interested in both getting yourself and your business up and running online, uh, do get in touch with us here at leitrimdaily.com. Uh, info at leitrimdaily.com is our email. We'd love to help you develop that project to fruition, whatever it might be, over the next few weeks and months. Uh, do get in touch if you want more information on that. Thank you to the local enterprise office for their continued support. In terms of the actual sporting events across the weekend, we have plenty of action. It's the third round of action in the senior and intermediate football championships, the second round in the junior championships, and also in the ladies' competitions. Plenty of games, full rounds in all of those competitions this weekend. It's also the return of the first of our elite sports, the first of our national leagues, back in action this weekend and there is Leitrim representation in that Niall Moran of Sligo Rovers will be joining us to talk to us all about what's happened over the last few months and really how excited he is to be back playing football again they travel to Derry City tonight to play in the Brandywell in the first fixture of the new restarted league uh, it's a big a bit of an ask for Sligo Rovers this season they're currently bottom of the table we'll talk to Niall about all of the situations ongoing in the club, the fundraising that they've done, as well as the arrival of their new signing junior, last year's top scorer, to try and put their league position on a brighter note as the season progresses. We'll be talking to Ray McBride of St. Joseph's Ladies Football Club. He's their head coach and he or their manager, and he'll be talking to us about their bid for four in a row in Leitrim and why they haven't even really thought that far ahead as they face into a big game this weekend against Shauna Heston's in Carrie Allen on Sunday morning while in the intermediate grade we'll be focusing on that this week and we'll be chatting to the Anna Duff manager Carl Foley they have a bye this weekend they play no game but they will be eagerly waiting to see what happens uh, in their opponents games over the next two days or so as we have done on every week so far this season we're going to start with the new team on the block and that of course is Sligo Rovers who make their return this week they're in action tonight in the Brandywell in Derry and Niall Morhan dropped in to have a chat with us earlier in the week now this weekend sees the return of soccer to the region especially at a Premier League level in the SSE Airtricity League of course we've had Niall Morhan from Leitrim Village on the show many times over the last few months at this stage and he joins me now ahead of the restart. It's a league you shut down, Niall, by scoring your first goal. We've mentioned that on the show before, but you must be excited now to be back, getting ready to face Derry City this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, like I said, a few episodes back. It's been a, a long break, and uh, I think everyone is just raring to go at this stage, and fans and players alike just, um, just can't wait for the restart of the season. In terms of the, the breakdown of the game, obviously you've been involved at a professional level with Sligo now. You just probably celebrated your second anniversary with them. Uh, does that, how does that feel to be kind of going into almost your third contract or third year with the club? Um, strange, I think, a bit, yeah, because uh, 
I suppose I did sign this time two years ago and I had that kind of end of the season, half season. Um, and then obviously last year was my first full season and kind of felt that I'd been in and around the first team long enough that kind of need to be pushing on a bit and uh, not so much one of the senior players, but have to stand up and be counted, you know, because you've been in and around us for about two years now. So just kind of have to stand up and be counted. In terms of the... I suppose how this season has gone. We've talked about it before in terms of the been shut down by coronavirus. We're not going to get bogged down with that. People don't really want to listen to that. But in terms of the future, there are some subtle changes to the league. The halving of the number of games from 36 to 18, just a double round rather than a quadruple round this year. Um, how much of a difference does that make to Sligo, particularly given how poor the start was to the season for the, the team? Yeah, given the restart and obviously the, the fact that we're at bottom of the table... Um, and now that we don't, like you said, we have 14 games, not the usual 36. So uh, it does make a big difference to ourselves. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what we're given and what we have to deal with. So we just have to go out and kind of play every game like our lives depend on it, you know. So we just have to do what we're told, I suppose. How much will the four games already played factor into your plans? Like, Are they just forgotten about at this stage? Or... Because you come back in a different situation, there was a huge injury crisis back in February and March. That doesn't seem to be as big a problem within the squad now. I know a number of players have returned to action over the last couple of games. I watched half of your uh, pre-season friendly with Galway United last weekend and Regan Donlan was back on the pitch, uh, amongst others. How good is it to see those lads coming back and will it really bolster what was looking a bit threadbare at the start of the season? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, just... Like you said, the lads being back, it is a big boost in the dressing room. Um, and as at the start of the season, we were missing quite a few, especially defenders. Uh, in terms of learning from the last four games, you usually learn a lot more from losses than you do from wins. So it's not completely forgotten about. We know what's happened and where we have to improve. So we're just kind of looking to hit the ground running and not make the same mistakes we did in the opening four games. In terms of, I suppose, that hole in the back of the defence in those four games a little bit filling now will that free you up to play more in a traditional midfield role or where do you see yourself fitting into that 11? Um, so far in pre-season I've played I've played the three 90 minute games of our friendlies and the majority of it has been in the centre midfield role so hopefully looking to play there once the season starts up. In terms of, again, strength and depth in the squad, obviously a well-publicised signing of Junior has last year's top scorer. He was with Derry for, for the season last year. Now he's come back from Israel to play with Sligo. Won't be available for the first couple of games, but should slot in and will hopefully provide some much-needed firepower up front. Um, Stephen Folan's name has been mentioned by the club. There's been no official release yet. Can you tell us something about that? Um, not in terms of Stephen Folan. I haven't heard anything, to be honest with you. Um, but... Touching on Junior there, a very big signing on our behalf. For people that know a bit about the league, they'll know he's top scorer last year. He was very influential for Derry. So um, we're hoping that he can do the same here and kind of hopefully be the missing piece of the puzzle. In terms of I suppose, where the club goes forward from here, some really exciting news there with the signature of, of Junior. But in terms of, I suppose, the mood within the camp, I have to kind of ask you about the last few months and, and the inclusion of that player into the squad at this stage. Like Obviously, there's been well-publicised uh, financial issues in the club. Is the mood in the camp happy? Are you happy to see Junior in the squad or is there any resentment about maybe the, the numbers that have been quoted in terms of what he's getting paid? 
Um, I don't think so. Not massively, no, because obviously everyone knows he's a good player and he will bring a lot to the team. And I think that's what it's all about at the end of the day, just going out on a Friday or Saturday night and just doing our best and he'll help us do our best, hopefully. One really big positive that I really want to talk to you about uh, is the new streaming service because it's kind of come out of the blue. I know it has been whispers about it for a long, long time and it's an obvious enough, when you look at it from the outside, an obvious enough addition to the league. But the fact that most games are effectively behind closed doors, I know 50 supporters will get in on Friday um, to or, or to home games in the showgrounds for the foreseeable future, but that's significantly less than would be there on a normal match night. In terms of that streaming service, how much does that add to the league and, and do the players realise or do the players have any opinion on maybe wh- what that's going to bring to the equation? Uh, personally, I think it adds a massive amount to the league because it not only allows people in Ireland to watch it, uh, but people abroad as well, you know, and personally, I think it should have been in the works for the last few years, you know, because... I think it's important if people can't get to a match that they should be able to watch it somewhere else, you know. And like you said, just the 50 at the match, it's it's a big difference from having a few thousand at it, you know. So I think the stream will definitely help with fans keeping up to date with the games. What has pre-season been like with those reduced numbers? Um, not too different, I suppose. Uh, I suppose friendly games, you wouldn't be getting a massive amount anyways, but... Uh, I suppose you're not allowed players on the bench, so they're up in the stands. So there is a few people <laughs> knocking about, you know. So it's uh, not a massive amount different, I suppose. But probably come the league restart on Friday, it will make, I'd say, a, a good bit of difference. Because as you know yourself, the fans in Sligo, they they usually they the, make a bit of noise, all right, yeah. The the twelfth man. So uh, yeah, they will be missed massively. In terms of the game on Friday, let's talk about football for a moment. And the actual game itself on Friday, it's up to the Brandywell, a fairly daunting facility to, to go to the best of times. Uh, again, without the crowd, we don't really know what you'll be expecting up there. What's your own, um, I suppose, idea looking forward into the game of, of what the what's there for Sligo in that particular clash? Uh, yeah, like I said, we'd be looking to hit the ground running and start off with hopefully a win. And if not, we take a draw. But... Um, yeah, like Derry is a tough place to go and the Brandywell, it's it's not an easy spot to go to and come away with a few points, but uh, that's what we're looking to do and just hit the ground running. We know it's going to be tough, but we're up for it. What's the ambition within the club in terms of where you are? Because from the outside looking in, it looks like a relegation struggle is going to be on the cards because of the shortened season. What's the viewpoint within the player group? Is the confidence there that you can come through that successfully? Yeah, definitely. The confidence is there. We know we got off to a rocky start, but um, the Liam, the, the gaffer, he's always telling us we're, we're only six points off Europe at the end of the day. So if you do, like I said, pick up a few points early early on in the opening games, you never know where the season could take you. But uh, we're definitely not hung up on the fact that we're bottom of the table and... Uh, we are looking to move our way up. On a personal note, does the signing of Junior affect your current status now as the top scorer in the, t- in the team? Are you worried that he might take that uh, little uh, caveat from your CV at the moment? Uh, I was a little bit worried when I, it was announced, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> I'll just have to up my game, I suppose. 
I hope you have a good signing bonus or a good goal scoring bonus uh, with your contract. I don't, sadly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have thought someone playing right back or defensive <laughs> midfield would have thought about that in contract negotiations. In terms of your own uh, future with the club, obviously you've made a lot of uh, you've made a lot of waves across the league in the first couple of games. Even though it was only four or five rounds, you won players of the month with the club. Uh, you've been featured in a number of articles, both in the original series of games and with the restart looking forward I know extra time that I picked you out as the man to watch in Sligo Rovers does any of that come into your thinking at all or are you focused primarily on this 100% let's get survival for Sligo this season yeah I think like there's no point in being named a, a player to watch or a player of the month if your team's not doing well you know like primarily the objective is to stay up and to go out every weekend and do your best I suppose and once you do that, the accolades kind of come along after that, you know. So um, it is really all down to just doing well as a team and playing your best. Now, of course, you're in action this evening at 5 p.m. on the new watchloi.ie streaming service. People who might want to follow your progress, it's available for a fiver for the one game or 55 euros for the entire season. That's every single club, every single game from now to the end of October. 55 euros is practically a steal. But if people want to just dip in and maybe have a look at a game, see what the standard is like, and maybe catch your own silky ta- talents of uh, st- passing the ball around from whether it's right back or from defensive midfield, uh, they can do that. It's watchloi.ie. Get on that and support the league and support our own talent here in League who are participating at that level Niall thanks very much for dropping in Uh, great to chat to you as always and the very best of luck to you thank you very much that game taking place tonight at 5.45 and it's live on watchloi.ie the brand new streaming service you would have heard us talk to Niall about there in the programme Dundalk the champions they host St Patrick's Athletic tonight at 7.45 from Oriel Park while tomorrow two further games Shelburne and Waterford clash at Tolka Park that's at 2 o'clock that's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon while at 5pm Shamrock Rovers host Finn Harps in Tallaght the final game of the round on Sunday sees Cork City host Bohemians down in Turner's Cross. Three games to be played, back games that weren't played earlier in the season for various reasons. Monday evening, 7.45 kickoff, St. Patrick's Athletic and Derry City do battle at Richmond Park, while on Tuesday in the two games, Finn Harps and Shelburne play at 5.45 and Sligo Rovers at home to Waterford on Tuesday evening, also 7.45 kickoff. 53 is the magic number in the showgrounds on Tuesday night. 53 of their season ticket holders will be all that will be allowed be in attendance for that. Anyway, that's all the soccer that we have at National League level. Just one of the reminder, those games are available on watchloi.ie. And you can watch each game at a cost of €5 Euros, or your full season pass is €55 Euros for all of the games if you're based on the island of Ireland and €69 Euros if you're based outside of the island of Ireland. The reason for that is that there are a number of games, I think eight games in total, that will be broadcast behind a paywall on air and you won't have access to those if you're on the island of Ireland. You'll have to get air to get those games. One other soccer game that was played in the region over the last week of note and that of course was the Super League clash between MCR and Manor Rangers we've talked about Manor Rangers title hopes uh, a lot on the show over the last six months or so but unfortunately that all came crashing down on Wednesday evening with a 5-3 defeat to the home side MCR in Sligo it effectively means that 
where Carberry had one game in hand or two games in hand but a four point deficit they now have three games it virtually hands the title to Carberry they would need two slip ups uh, a very disappointing way to end the season I suppose really in terms of a contest for Manor Rangers coming so close to that Super League title they're still in the cup final plenty of action still to go in that season but effectively ends their title hopes that were slightly slimming by the week and by the game hard luck to Manor on that defeat and the best luck in their build up now for a cup final in a couple of weeks time anyway let's move away from soccer and we focus on Gaelic games for pretty much the rest of the show. In terms of the Senior Football Championship, full round of games, as we said at the top of the show. And we have in Group 1, Ahuillen and St. Mary's. They play at 7 o'clock in Ahuillen tomorrow evening on Saturday. While Mohol play Fina at 7pm in Mohol also. In Group 2, Drumreilly and Melvin Gales, they do battle in Drumreilly. Game also starting at 7pm, while there's a local rivalry in Drumshambo between Alan Gales and Leitrim Gales. Two big clashes there. And how it stands at the moment in Group 1, Sean O'Heslin's Ballinamore idle this weekend. They have two wins from two. They sit on top of that table with four points. Mohol and Fina both on two points, albeit Fina just after the one game on the opening day against St Mary's. While Mohol picked up a win also against St Mary's, but that defeat to Sean O'Heslin's leaves them in second place at the moment with Fina. Ahuillen and St Mary's both scoreless in terms of league points at this stage. They do battle tomorrow afternoon at 7pm in Ahuillen to be a crunch game for both sides on last week's show. We spoke about the rumours circulating from St Mary's about the fact that Dennis Connerton, their manager, and the club had parted ways after the defeat to Mull last weekend. Now, we understand that during the week, a meeting took place between Dennis and members of the squad and the club, and that issue has been resolved, and Dennis will be on the sideline for them tomorrow evening. We did invite someone from St Mary's to come and have a word with us about it, but unfortunately the club have indicated that nobody was available to talk to us at this time. In Group 2, quite a similar feel to it. Glencar Manor, two wins from two. They sit on top of the table with four points. Leitrim Gales with one victory. They are on two points, while Melvin Gales, they are also on two points, having won one of their opening two games. Drumreilly and Alan Gales, they face uh, the bottom of the table at the moment. They will play each other on the last round of fixtures, but they're both in action this weekend, and both will be hoping to pick up points against Melvin Gales and Leitrim Gales, respectively. Manor, they currently sit top of the table, as I said, four points, with the two Leitrim Gales and Melvin Gales just chasing up behind them. It looks like it could be a knockout on that last game of the season, Drumreilly versus Alan Gales, and I suppose how it's shaping up so far. Obviously, four of these teams in each group go into the quarterfinals with the bottom team going into the relegation playoff in the intermediate grade in the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship in Group 1. Drum Kieran lead the way, two wins out of two in their first two games, two fairly comprehensive victories over Achnashilan and Eslin. See them comfortably top of the table. Balnaglera and Bornacula, they're following close behind with one win from one game in the case of Balnaglera on the opening day and two in the case of Bornacula. They, of course, took a narrow defeat to Balnaglera on that opening day of the season. Eslin and Achnashilan still with the points on the board, but this weekend they see some action. Achnashilan host Bornacula and Eslin host Balnaglera in games where they'll be looking to get themselves off the bottom of the table and into contention for that quarter-final spot. In terms of Group 2 of the Championship, Anna Duff lead the way. They also two wins from two with Gortletra and Drumahair 
on two points in pursuit. Gort Letcher, just the one game played so far, while Drummer Hare have been out twice in this year's championship. Kiltober, two defeats, but both by the narrowest of margins. Their points difference, just minus two points after those two opening round fixtures. There have been there or thereabouts in both of those games. They share bottom spot in the group at the moment with Carrie Gallen, and they will host Gortletra. I say host, but the game will take place in Ballinamore at 5pm on Saturday afternoon. Uh, so Kiltober looking to get their season up and running with a, a game against Gortletra in the Intermediate Football Championship, while in the other game in the group, Carrie Gallen host Drummer Hare. So the league leaders, Anna Duff, with a bye and this week's fixtures. I caught up with Anna Duff's manager, Carl Foley, to check in about how their season has gone so far and his thoughts as he looks forward towards the knockout stages of the competition. Now, we haven't had a chance to focus on the Intermediate Football Championship over the course of the last few weeks. But today we're going to take a little look at the Intermediate Football Championship so far. And I'm going to chat to Carl Foley of Anna Duff, their manager, as they currently sit top of Group 2 with two victories in their opening two games. Carl, welcome back to the programme. Thanks for having me, Bethany. Cheers. How is life in Anna Duff at the moment? It must be nice to have those two wins in the bag. Yeah, it's good, Brefney. Um we're we're very happy with the first two games. Um we're very lucky. First game against Kiltobrit. Um to be fair, I thought Kiltobrit were the better team that day. Um but look at we we grinded out the result the first day and it it, it set us up for a good victory against Carry Gallon at the weekend. So um all so far so good at the minute, but still lots of work to do, you know. In terms of that opening game against Kiltobert, obviously you kicked off the whole club football season over in Clune on that first Friday night two weeks ago. Now, it almost seems like a lifetime ago there's been so much football played across the county in recent weeks. In terms of that game, talk us through your own takings from that game because, as you said, Kiltobert impressed on the night. Maybe a little bit of wayward shooting, let them down. A couple of black cards on either side kind of evened up matters as well. Um, what have you learned from the first two games going through? Yeah, well, look, it was it was the first game back. Um, preparation for that um, had been a little bit slow. So, um, first and foremost, it, it was good to get out and have a good physical battle um, against Kiltobert. We knew it was going to be physical. Um, we know they have a good management structure there in place. And um, the only thing, I, the only message I was putting through to the lads was 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 to try and and, and hang in the game. Conditions were poor. Um, we're always capable of getting chances and um, I know we left it late um, and Kiltobert somewhat died out, died out of the game a bit but um, we finished it stronger in the night so that was the positive thing for us that we, we, we hung in there and we kept going to the end and uh, as I said earlier it, it really set us up for the, the, the Carrie Gallon game at home after that um, so it got us, we, we got a good look at, at our panel too and, and got a look to to see um, how lads were on the night and um, you know overall I was, I was quite pleased with with the way we, we responded that night and even though not playing particularly well through most of the game um, we grinded out a result and and it was it was brilliant to be able to come out of Clune with a one point win that night and as I said set us up for Kerry Gallon. In terms of the overall championship everyone coming into the kind of start of the campaign expected this to be the most competitive competition one point and it could have gone either way in Clune on that opening night year four points in two games Kiltubbard currently sitting at the bottom of the table on zero points from those opening two games is it that tight in that division 
That is, yeah. I think that the way they've restructured the, the Lytton County Board have restructured the, the championship this year um, definitely, definitely makes the, the competition more competitive. And, you know, hats off to them, to them for doing that because um, bringing down three teams from, from senior grade uh, as well makes it that more difficult. And it's it's what you want. You want competitive football. You have a lot of teams. There are most of the teams uh, in, in intermediate grade could go on and win that competition. And it's good to see that. It's, it's good to see that competitiveness um, in, 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 in most teams. And as I said, Tickle Tubber, they, they, they came a long way from where they were last year. And, um, I, you know, when we, as I said, I know their management structure there who's in place. And I'd be very impressed with the guys they have on board. And, you know, they've only been two kicks of a ball away from, from four points themselves. So they have a big game at the weekend again, Gortletra, and uh, sets them up to have a, have, have a good crack at it. Um, but overall, yeah, you have to, to say that you don't know what you're going to expect um, from any game. You're going to be playing an intermediate grade. And, you know, there was no form guide going into the championship as well this year. So you, most teams are concentrating on themselves and trying to get their own camp. Um, organised as best they can, um, or be it not knowing too much about the opposition, and that that's good as well because, um, as I said, you're, you're you're able to just concentrate on your, your your own camp and keep your own camp going and busy and and, and getting them getting the best out of them that you can, you know. So in that regard, yeah, it's it's great to have a, a competitive competition. Now you have no game this weekend, of course. You have by week with two games to follow on the future weekends. But in terms of the championship so far, you've played two games. Both of your opponents were playing their first games, so you couldn't scout them. Will you be out this weekend? Will you be taking in a game or two to see how uh, future opponents might shape up? Oh, well, of course, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get in the game uh, tomorrow evening, or Saturday evening, I'm not quite sure which one we go to, but we, we, we'll have a look and we'll, we'll see. Um, it's an opportunity for us now to you know, get a couple of good sessions in as well over the weekend, which is badly needed. And um, so a couple of good cracking games there to to be played over the weekend, and um, we'll we'll have a look. Of course, we will. I'm not going to to to, to lie to you about that. Definitely, we'll, we'll we'll be trying to get as much information as we can out there. Um, we'll need it. Um, but um, I'm sure most of their uh, management teams, when they get a break for the weekend, they'll they'll do the same thing as well. But uh, yeah, it's all about trying to get as much information as you can now at this stage. Yeah. Obviously, you're preoccupied with Group 2, as you have been for a couple of weeks now since the draw was done. Have you cast your eye towards Group 1 at all to see maybe, having one foot in the quarterfinal, see who maybe might be on that other side of the draw for you? No, no, definitely not. We're we're, we're concentrating on our own group, Refni, and we're concentrating on what's ahead of us. We've got two two teams. The last two games we have are, are, are the two teams that came down from senior grade and... No, we'll definitely just be taking one game at a time and, and be concentrating on drum hair on Saturday week and that's our sole focus for uh for this week ahead is, is just have a look at them and, 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 and try and put our best forward best foot best foot forward against uh drum hair and we can concentrate about Gartletra after that. I suppose a lot of people wouldn't have had the opportunity to see Anadoff this year, maybe less than in recent years. You have lost a lot of players. How has that affected the squad? Yeah, we're down. We're down five or six lads from last year. Um, look at it. We've, we've we've had a couple of big losses there in personnel. Um, but in saying that, you know, we still have a strong squad there. There's a lot of young lads after coming in and 
they're getting opportunities now over the, the, the championship campaign and they've been doing really well. So um, in, in that regard, we're a very young team uh, or, give, or give or take one or two lads that are, are still hanging in there. But it's generally a very, very young team. And, um, you know, it's good to be working with youth and a lot of a lot of clubs are, are dependent on, on their older players to keep going there. And um, in fairness, I, I, I couldn't be happier than to be working with, with with youth and our group are the good enthusiastic lads and the good trainers and um that's why I've, I've hung in there for the last three years with them there is still something with this group and hopefully we'll be able to to, to um go one step further this year and try and get back into that uh, uh into the mix and into the final stages again we would we, be pushing for it we are tight um we have a tight group but we still have have, have a good core there that's that's able to hurt any team at intermediate grade in league in terms of the overall look of the championship so far, obviously three teams came down from senior, as you mentioned last season. Now, Ochtonshielen, it looks to be just a little bit too much for them this year. I know numbers are a problem in that particular club, but Gortletra and Drumahair both came down. They seem to be well adapted to the challenge. Throw in the likes of Drumkir and Balneglera, who were in final and semi-final last year, along with yourselves. Who do you see as the biggest threats to, to the competition going forward? Who, who are you kind of hoping to avoid as the season progresses until maybe semi-final or final stage if you get there? Yeah, um, well, look, as I said earlier, it's a competitive competition. Anyone can, can win at Breckney. Um, and, you know, I, I, the majority of clubs will be, be licking their lips, getting to quarter-final stage. And it doesn't really matter at that stage who you play because... Um, they're all there. They all have to be won. Um, John Kieran, to me, are, are, are going to be the team to beat. They're strong. Um, they were there the final last year. There's very little there between them and Leithrim Gales last year. And I think if they, they keep going the way they're going, they, they, they'll be a huge test for anyone. Um, Balneglera in the semi-final last year to me didn't show up. I think they were a lot better than than, than they showed in that semi-final last year. Um, we had a few injuries ourselves last year going into that semi-final. It didn't help us. But um, you have even the likes of Borna Kula there that, that seem to be moving very, very well. And um, fairness, Seamus Mallon is, uh, seems to be doing a, a very good job with them as well. So I wouldn't rule out Borna Kula getting there and, and being in the mix as well. So when you get to quarterfinal stages, it's all about winning. The at that stage, it doesn't really matter who you play; it could be anybody. Um, but um, look, we'll just be concentrating on our own camp, and it doesn't really matter who we play come quarterfinal. They're all there to be won. Well, listen, Carl. Enjoy your week off. Although you probably will end up in the car going to games more than you would uh, otherwise. Enjoy your week off, and the very best of luck for the two yeah. games left Cheers. in the championship. Thanks, Brefney. Cheers for that, and uh, best of luck for the rest of the year. Cheers. Thanks. In the Vistamed Junior A Football Championship, it is the very early stages so far. Just one round of games played so far. Clune and Glenfarren with victories in Group 1 on the opening day of the season. Glenfarren, no game this weekend. Clune, they will host Gortletra, while Carrie Gallen host Glencar Manor. It's Gortletra's first game at this level this year. We won't really get focused into the tables so much because uh, too, too early in the season yet to talk about them. In terms of the Group 2 in this competition, Sean Heslins and St. Mary's good opening day victories on the first round of games. They will 
be in action this weekend, or at least Sean Heslins will be in action. They travelled to Anna Duff on Sunday afternoon at 1.30, all these games in this competition, 1.30 Sunday, while Ahawillan host Ahavas in their first game at this level. It's quite difficult to say how this competition will fare out, but good results on the opening day for both Sean Heslins and St Mary's would put a little asterisk beside their name when we're looking at this particular competition so junior a football championship all those fixtures taking place on sunday afternoon clune versus gorth letra carrie gallon versus glenn carman or hamilton anna duff versus sean o'heslands and ahawillan hosting ahavas all those games throwing in at 1 30 on sunday afternoon now in the ladies football championship one round of games is all that's taken place here so far as well and opening day victories for Balnamore, Glencar Manor and St Joseph's set the senior championship alight. They all in action this weekend a full round of games as well all games Sunday morning at 11am in Carrigallan St Joseph's host Balnamore, Sean O'Heslins while St Bridget's do battle with St Francis and Glencar Manor host Kiltubbard in one of the ties of the round but I think for me the focus must be on St Joseph's and Balnamore Sean O'Heslins both those teams getting good victories in last weekend's games and they do battle in Carrigallon on Sunday morning we caught up with their manager Ray McBrien ahead of their game Of course, last weekend we saw the start of the ladies' football championships at all levels across the county. St. Joseph's opened their account in fine style with a big win over Kill Tubbert. Now I'm joined by their manager, Ray McBrien, after, a, I suppose, a very good week for your club. Ray, welcome back to the show. Yeah, we had a, we had a good win over Kill on the last day. Uh, I suppose Kill Tubbert were down on your tie, I suppose, and that's, that's massive luck to them and probably one or two more. We still have to battling. You know, there, there was a good bit in the end, all right, but we had to work. We had to work so hard for every score we got because they they defended really well and they got back in big numbers. So um, maybe the scoreline doesn't reflect how tight a game it was. You know, during the the course of the game. Yeah, it was a little bit, I suppose, underwhelming. And when you looked at the final scores from the games last week, it just seemed the way the fixtures fell that probably the stronger sides were on one side of the fixtures and the weaker sides. For whatever reason, on the other side of the fixtures this year, your game probably the tightest game of the weekend. That changes this weekend, though, and you've got Sean O'Heslins to bat- battle with. They were very impressive last week, beating St. Bridget's to no score. Uh, will they put up a, a bit of a tougher battle in this game on Sunday than you've got last week? Oh, geez, definitely, yeah. I have uh, a lot of respect for the O'Heslins club. A lot of very good players, you, you know, mostly young players, but, you know, they're, they're very athletic team, they pace all over the place, and Seriously, we will. It will take a, a, an excellent display, a very, very good display from us to, to get it over the line. It's not going to be easy whatsoever. Um, the pace to burn, although, you know, especially up front. So we'll have to be right on top of our game. And you know, last Sunday's performance simply won't be good enough to beat uh, Sean O'Heslin. Definitely not. Of course, Glen Carmanor lie in wait as well later on in the, the round-robin stage of the competition. They also had a big win last week. In terms of the ladies' football, seeing those three teams, and we'll put Kiltubbert in there as well, uh, in terms of actually they can cause a, um, a shock on any day of the week. It must be a good t- time for club football within the county. I know the county team is back up and running, but the club scene itself seems to be very vibrant at the moment at all levels. Yeah, the club scene is very good at the minute, and... Yeah, I know we mentioned this, them four, the four clubs, all right, but, you know, St. Francis, uh, I know they, were, they got well beaten last week, but in all fairness to them, they're down a lot of a lot of key players. Um, definitely Reynolds is out injured and the McPartlands that weren't playing. 
Annette Reynolds. Um, so they're, they're down a lot of key players. And if they had them players, it would have been a, a lot tighter against um, against uh, Manor and, and Sunderland. And uh, same with Bridget. Same with Bridget. Carol Gwen not playing. Uh, Ailey Maguire not playing. Plus two or three more players that would have definitely made a difference against the Ohetan. So I suppose at the minute, yeah, the, the probably is the three of us and then Kentobert as well. As you say, on any given day, Kentobert can and probably possibly will beat some of the top three teams uh, before the round robin is concluded. So um, it's, it's the early days, yes. Manor, you know, Manor had a big win Sunday, but I suppose they know themselves it'll be tougher games ahead. And, you know, this year of all years is going to be an intriguing championship because Baldish O'Hessons have really stepped up to the mark. We played them last year in the semi-final. We got a lot of early scores against them, and then we could uh, probably sit back a little bit and defend our lead in the second half. So they're they're a different animal this year. So like they they're really they're really there to be beaten this year again. Like so, um, there's no, no easy games uh, in this championship, particularly when you get to a semi-final. It's you could you could the two teams for the final of a hat nearly at this stage. Let's talk about your own team for a little bit because obviously that win at the weekend but uh, what's the squad shaping up like? Any new faces that people might not have been familiar with over the last few years? Yeah, well we have a few new faces I suppose we we, 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 um, we went with more or less the same team nearly every game last year because we, we had no injuries I suppose last year but um, this this year early on we, we've lost a couple of, two of our defenders um, Elaine McGovern serious shoulder injury she's possibly gone for the year uh, Shannon O'Rourke a uh, hamstring injury that the last number of weeks she's definitely gone for another few weeks at least so they're two big losses so we, we've drafted in a young girl Ava McCabe uh, and Sunday last she's done a good job for us cornerback so she, she's into the fold now and the likes of um, I suppose Rachel McIntyre Celine Short uh, Aideen Casey they've stepped up in the market they're a year older so we have a we have a panel, and actually, we, believe it or not, we're in about eight or nine new players into the panel this year from last year. They're only fifteen year olds or sixteen at top. Um, so there's a few. A lot of them played on the second team last Sunday against St Francis, and had a big win in that. So maybe not this year, but we have a, there is a lot of talent coming through there. So um, we we're probably better set up this year on the bench more so than than anything else. But and again, Leona. Bohan isn't playing this year as well, so she she's a loss as well. She came on in most games last year, so I suppose there's uh, pluses and minuses. As I say, if we have three or four injuries, we need a bit of backup, and we we're we're working on that at the minute uh, in some of these um, round robin games, trying to get a better better panel in place, so that if we do get injuries, you know, in the in the la- in the later stages, if we get there. Uh, we have a bit of backup to come in to, that can do a job for us. I suppose sitting on three consecutive victories in the championship, uh, most people will be asking, is a fourth one in the cards for yourselves this year? The clubs we've spoken about, all five of them will be looking to maybe cause an upset there. But in terms of yourself, will that strength and depth that you've managed to develop over the last season or two, will that give you a huge advantage should you get back to a Connacht Club championship later in the year, if, if that's if that's on the cards, if you've even thought that far ahead yet? Well, actually, we we haven't because we know first of all what's in front of us in Leitrim. It's, it's a daunting task because you know we're the team at the top. We're the team we've won three in a row. Everyone's out to beat us, obviously, and fair enough. That's the way it is, and we wouldn't expect anything anything else. But we we learned a bit of a lesson last year, especially in Connacht, when we, um, we hadn't really enough players prepared to to, to step up to the mark. Uh, we had three or four games in the space of uh, three or four weeks, obviously. So. There was a lot of there were there were tired legs there in the kind of final, and it was possibly the management's fault that we hadn't the the, the players set up to um, 
come in and do a job for us. Whereas this year we are, we're actually not planning on Connacht far, far from it, but we are planning on having a better panel in place for hopefully if we do get to a semi-final in Leeds from our hopefully and a final hopefully as well. So that um, you don't, you can't rely on the same say 16 or 17 players. You need you need 20 at least. So that's that's our aim this year to bring in players that that can come in and do a job for you on any particular day. So. Hopefully that will happen um, before the championship is out in Leitrim, especially. What's your thoughts on the the restructuring of the championship to one single group of essentially five games against the other five opponents? Will it help if whoever whoever gets to that conic stage? Will it help them with that week after week after week of really tough competitive games? It will to some degree, but I suppose uh, the team that um, the team with the the stronger panels will will work will work better because you might. You know, if if you make a quarter, if you make a semi-final fairly early on in the campaign, you can afford to rest a player or two, you know, as you go. So um, the, the player, the teams that can afford to do that would be better prepared going into Connacht. Let it doesn't matter who it is. Let it be us. Let it be Manor. Let it be Sean O'Hessel. Let it be Kintobrit. Doesn't matter. Whoever whoever manages, I suppose, the setup uh, better will be better prepared for Connacht. So um, we'll have to just wait and see. Um, uh, Connacht is a massive, you know, it's a massive, um, it's a massive task for any team to go in with with fifteen or sixteen players. You, you need a panel, and whoever does get to Connacht this year will will have a decent chance, definitely. But we'll we'll have to have a good panel in place first of all. Yeah, we've talked on the show a good bit with various managers across men's and women's football in recent weeks about substitutions and the impact that has on maybe reserve sides or second teams. Is that a thought on the sideline, or is it a distraction that you? don't mind or that you don't really want yeah it's 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 hard to know because like last Sunday we were going fairly well and you know usually if usually if you're going well like that you, you tend to throw on a few subs and you keep everyone happy but due to the fact that we had that we had a game later on that afternoon against St. Francis um, we, we you know we couldn't take any chance we did use one girl but that that's all we used um, so I think I think the rule itself is it's pretty unfair on teams that's trying to put out two teams because any you know any girl that's used at any stage during a game is just gone from the second team. So if we were on someone last under for say two or three minutes, she mightn't get another minute in the senior championship, and then all of a sudden she's she can't play in the second team. So I think there has to be something done uh, going forward, some sort of motion put in place that that allows. You know, like the lads, if you you're, you look at your first seventeen or something like that, going forward, because it, it, there's no um, there's no benefit to having a second team if you you know you might we might feel be able to feel this week, but then all of a sudden if we use if we use four or five subs next week, they're all of a sudden gone from playing in the second team. So it is pretty unfair. So I suppose the county board have to put some sort of motion in place. Uh, the Congress, I think that's probably the way they'd have to do it. But yeah, I think um, it, it, it's pretty on. on it's pretty. Um, you know, it's not ideal, I suppose. Yeah, I think just to clarify that for listeners, it is that's a national rule. That's not a Leitrim rule, unlike the men, where the men can set their own kind of limits and, and squad sizes and stuff like that. Ray, listen, uh, the very best of luck this weekend. You have a, a big clash in Ballinamore against Shauna Heslins. I'm sure it's going to be the, the tie of the round in ladies football in the county. Thanks very much for joining us. I know you have a busy week as well. You're refereeing as well on Saturday evening, I believe, in the men's championship. Yeah. Uh, we might chat to you about refereeing later on in the, the summer as we get on to the serious rounds towards the end of the year. But thanks very much for joining us. And That's the best great, of luck just, just to confirm, the game, the game is in Carrigallon and not 
Not in Ballinamore. Apologies. It's okay. Carrigallon on Carrigallon at 11. Yeah. 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Thanks, Marion. Bye bye. Yeah, perfect. Thanks very much. In the Ladies Intermediate Football Championship, Mughal and St. Mary's have set the early lead at the top of this table with victories over Anaduff and Kildrug Gales, respectively. But this weekend, it is the second round of games. Kildrug Gales host Drummer Hare, who get their season up and running, while Mughal and St. Mary's in a top-of-the-table clash, albeit at this very early stage in the championship. Some interesting ties in those particular games as well. There's also a full round of games in the junior championship, and of course this championship thrown into a little bit of turmoil last week when two teams withdrew very late in the day. Disappointing, I suppose, for the girls who won't get to play, but also for the teams that are trying to organise themselves for a fixture list that's shuffled around a few days before the championship starts. We are in up and running, though, and there are games being played. Last weekend, in the opening round of games, St. Joseph's had a win over St. Francis B, while Drumkieran and Glencar Manor B played out a fantastic draw up there in Bogon on Sunday afternoon. These games taking place on Monday at 12 noon, St. Francis B versus Fina St. Collins, who start their season this weekend, and Drumkieran will host St. Joseph's B, both those games at noon on Bank Holiday Monday this weekend. That is it from us this week. Thank you so much to everybody for tuning in and for listening along as we brought you uh, the action from across the various championships this weekend. Uh, No matter where you're going to go over this week, if you're following along on one of the live streams or you're following along the radio or you're getting out to a game, I hope you enjoy it. hope the weather improves from what it is here on Friday morning in Carrick and Shannon and best luck to everybody playing over the weekend and hopefully the results go your way. I'll be back on Monday with a roundup of the entire sporting weekend from the Electricity League to our Senior, Junior, Intermediate and Ladies Championships over the weekend. Talk to you then.